you're dialed in to the Turn Into Podcast with your hosts, Metanols and Tito. Welcome back, Cardinal fans, to another episode, and I know it's been a while, to the Turn Into Podcast, season number two, episode one. Back with me after his hiatus, Tito, Big Dog, how's it going? My hiatus? What about your hiatus? I've been sitting here every single night waiting for you to get on. I've been waiting every night for you to text me, but you keep running off to uh, to concerts, um... Just minding your own business. No big deal. That's fine. It's no big deal. This is why I, this is why we went over how to do this beforehand. So whenever I am away, the Tito can play. Ooh, I kind of like that. <laughs> All right. So, you know, we are two games into the Pittsburgh series. Um, obviously, I don't even think we spoke since before the uh, uh, All-Star break, maybe. Um yeah, it's been a while. We did a lot of losing and a lot of uh, <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on. There's yeah. a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, I think but, you texted me at one point saying, you know, it's kind of hard to podcast when we suck. It, it is. I mean, you know, I, I, I hate negativity. I hate just going over beating the beating a dead horse all the time. I mean, but at this point in time, we're one game above 500. It is what it is. So let's own it and and go with it. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine being negative all the time. It must really suck. No, it does suck. Yeah, it has to be. Um. So, you know, w- what's been new with you? Well, I mean, not too much. Uh, I'm missing Puerto Rico. I came back about two weeks ago, and I uh, wish I would have stayed out there. It's really nice, and miss my family. But you know. Uh, we all have jobs and we got to take care of what we got to take care of. So absolutely. But other than that, I mean, I'm just, I'm just hanging out, watching from afar, looking at the Cardinals and, uh, and not being peeved at the world because, uh, I'm, uh, I'm a, uh, of a certain generation of Cardinal fan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, lackluster trade deadline, um, you know, we got a couple, um, got a couple bridge gappers, as we'll call them. Um, and, you know, sure. Hap, Hap went out and pitched really well last night. Um, I don't really think the second outing from John Lester was too absolutely terrible. Um, I, I think both, I think Lester will come around and give us what we need. Obviously, it's better than what um, Oviedo and or Woodford um, would do, obviously. So, um that's where that's at. Adam Wainwright threw an absolute gym tonight, and he handled the, the stick a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look. I think when you when you look at the trade deadline for the Cardinals, Mosaic was on one on one ESPN uh, days and maybe even a week or so before saying that the Cardinals were were going to hold Pat. Um, and that they were going to make some uh, reinforcements as much as they could. And, you know, at this point, whether you think he's a bad GM or not, I don't personally think he's a bad GM. Uh, it's, it is kind of glaring that the Cardinals haven't really done a significant thing at the trade deadline since I, I, I would uh, venture to say, you know, the Matt Holiday or the uh, 2011 big uh, shakeup with Colby Rasmus set it out. Um, and getting the pitchers that we did. And obviously that sparked them to the World Series run. But, you know, there is something to say that uh, of the lackluster of the trade deadline for the Cardinals. And, you know, I even I even would take offense to it, but it's too dang funny when the athletic and other sports magazines and writers are, are poking out the Cardinals for never doing anything at the trade deadline. Um, but here's here's the here's the truth to it. Right. You go out and you get a John Luster. You go out and you get a Jay Hap. And what did the Cardinals need above anything else? Pitching. 
They went out and got it. Yes, it's not Max Scherzer. Yes, it's not Kyle Gibson. But the Cardinals went out and got veteran pitchers who know how to pitch that can give you innings without burning uh, options for their young pitchers. Uh, so at the end of the day, you know, yes, it it's not uh, it's not the best thing in the world in John Lester and J.A. Happ. But as they showed in their last two starts, especially uh, Happ, um, they've got some stuff in the tank left. And if you're the Cardinals, you're hoping that with the return of Jack Flaherty and Miles My- Michaelis, um, you know, it- it's just one of those things where you're hoping that they hit their stride at the right time. Um, and typically, you know, the Cardinals do very well when the when the calendar uh, changes to September. They typically have a good uh, a good record then. So, you know, you never know. There have been crazier things that happen. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs, but, you know, just sit back and enjoy the ride while you can, because um, what you saw from Adam Wainwright, you, you never know. There may not many, there may, they may or may not be many more of those kinds of games left in his tank. Um, and it would be, uh, it would be, it would be something to remember um, if he continues this, uh, this starting pitching that he's, that he's throwing out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, I think uh, I would rather it's tough because I, of course I want the Cardinals to go in all, all in every season, you know, mm-hmm. but you have to look at it with injuries, um, et cetera, et cetera, and try to figure things out. Um, and I don't think more getting rid of the farm system for two, three months of a story, a Scherzer or anything like that is, is even worth it whenever you look at the standings. I mean, this team just couldn't put it together. No, it, look, we can sit and pout all we want about this entire season. I, I think we both at the start of the season had really high expectations with the Cardinals. But guess what? Injuries happen. Jack Flaherty goes down for what? two, three months now. Um, and he's, and he will return on, on Friday. And you know what? The best thing that can happen is that he stays healthy and doesn't have uh, and doesn't have a setback at all while he's pitching. And I'm sure the Cardinals are going to take it really easy on him and not really allow him to go deep into ball games. They're probably going to let him go five innings, maybe six innings here and there. Um, the rest of the way, unless it's a postseason game and he's throwing lights out. But you're right. You know, there, it wasn't worth the Cardinals risking the entire farm system, as John Mosellock said, um, to just to rent for Max Scherzer, who, you know, again, has said, or at least allegedly said, that he would only move to a team as, as long as there was a contract extension involved. Um, you know, and, and here's the thing. You want to give up pieces for a Trey Turner and a Max Scherzer um, like the Dodgers did. Guess what? They have the capital to do so. Um, It's not just about prospects for them. They have the money to push that across the board. Um, So they have the flexibility to to do those things and take on salaries um, where other teams like the Cardinals can't do so. So this whole getting mad about the Cardinals or mad about this season, because we could have done something, yada, yada. I'm just curious as to, uh, as to what the fans really wanted at that point, what else could they do um, outside of selling the farm system that you have to have this balance. And we've talked about this before between you and I, where you cannot always just think short term. And you can't always just think long-term. And that's where Mosellock finds himself is when you have all those injuries pile up, you can't just say, Oh, you know what? Short-term, I'm just going to put a bandaid over it and get blah, 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 blah. That's not going to work for the Cardinals, especially with the team, how the team is constructed and how they've sustained winning over such a long period of time. Yeah. And (sighs) I really think, and, and I looked at some numbers today, um, you know, with what's coming off the books, what we can spend next year. And it's quite a bit. It, absolutely. And, you know, why, honest to God, I told somebody the other day that I feel like 
the Cardinals will win a title within the next five or six years. And, and it's solely based on the fact of what's in the farm system. I mean, and what have these guys, especially guys like Nick Plummer, Delvin Perez, what have, what they've done to turn their careers essentially around. Um, and then you see Alec Burleson making the, the, the quick climb all the way up to AAA, uh, albeit it's on an injury at AAA. But still, I, I just, you know, you got your Jordan Walkers, your, your Mason Wins. I mean, it's just, it's a bright future in the minor leagues. And I don't feel like selling the farm for two months of a Trevor Story who, you know, he's, he's not, he's, he's Trevor Story. He's not a superstar. But I, I think that, I think the decisions were correct at the trade deadline. As much as it sucks, we're going to have to eat it and deal with it. Yeah. I, again, I go, I go back to what I said earlier. What else could you have done at that point? I mean, you're, you're at the deadline. I think there were nine and a half back. Um, that's treading water, essentially. And you weren't playing very good baseball to begin with. So it, it, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, and I think that's why you bring in veteran leadership in pitching. Um, yes, there are plenty of veterans on the Cardinals. Um, you've got Yadier Molina, you've got Adam Wainwright, you've got Paul Goldschmidt, um, but it doesn't hurt to continue to add veteran pitching, especially when you know um, you've got a lot of development to do in the young system. Look, for all this talk about Alex Reyes joining the rotation next year, I'm not even sure why you do it at this point. No. He's, been, he's been great as a closer. You don't need to you don't need to just push him there. Same thing with Jordan Hicks. I, I don't understand why you need to do that either. So let the guys who are, are needing to stretch their arms out and develop develop downstairs and um, and bring in guys that can pitch. Again, I, I think people are caught up on this. Well, it's a win now mentality every single year. That's not always going to happen. I mean, hell, there are teams that have never even won the World Series, and here we are uh, puffing our chest thinking we're, we should always win it. My God, think about the Yankees. They mm-hmm. always go with – they're no different than the Cardinals, really. They always have postseason aspirations. It's always in their mind. But they are no better than the Cardinals this year. Yes, they might have a better record or their lineup is scarier, but they suck too. So, and, and, and that's the thing. It's like every year we go through these, through these mental gymnastics or whether the Cardinals are good or whether they're going to make the postseason or not, but we cannot always just sit there and be like, Oh, when some season doesn't go our way, it's oh, I told you. So they were never that good. Can't believe it. Yadier Molina sucks. Paul DeYoung sucks. Bader sucks. Everybody sucks. And it's like, what else do you want from them? Like, I, I'm not, I truly don't understand. We can be, you know, armchair managers all we want. But at the end of the day, you know, they still have to go out and play a game. Um, and they're, they're the ones making the, the, the money, not us. So, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, I'm tired of this negativity around the club. And I want them to play better, but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, you know what? This team is is trash and I'm never going to f- go to a game anymore because they can't win a, a, a series. Like, I don't I don't get it. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you're going to have those everywhere and some are louder than others, if you will. That's, that's for sure. So last week before I departed and you sat here waiting for me, you said you wanted to speak about one certain player yeah you know i've been i've been watching the twitter feed for you know obviously the last few months about a certain player his name is yadier Molina. have you ever heard of him uh a time or two a time or two yeah he's you know arguably arguably one of the greatest catchers to have played the game um, he just passed our pools for what fourth all time in Cardinals hits. Um, that's quite a feat in my opinion. Um, he's been part of winning championship teams, sustained winning for almost, uh, almost two decades. You know, what really grinds my gears though. What's that? Is that we have fans 
the audacity of the fans to really just shit on Yachty and Molina whenever they feel like it. Just shit on him. Um, and it's really frustrating for me. Um, yes, I'm a diehard Yachty fan. I'm, and I'm not going to, I'm not even going to be uh, apologize about it. I am a diehard Yachty fan. But as you and I both know, his time is coming to an end. Absolutely. And as we sit here and watch him, yes, he hasn't had the greatest year. Uh, he started out great, but then he's slowed down because of injury. And he has admittedly said so himself. He's been injured. He's been, you know, that's what happens when you get injured. But there's this, there's this notion out there that Kisner all of a sudden is the second coming of God and would be better than Yadier Molina hands down every single day of the week. And I don't truly get it, but what did you guys expect? What did, what do Cardinal fans expect out of him? The guy is, is, is going to be 40 years old next year. He is a Cardinal legend and the team is bringing him back based on the fact that, you know, he's hitting these personal milestones. They want him to do it in a Cardinal uniform and we're going to complain about it. What do you want? <laughs> what do people want? I, I, I truly don't understand it. Like, look, the only thing that I get is that, yes, he needs to, re, uh, to rest some more. But don't act like, you know, uh, Andrew Kisner would be so much better than Yachty that he would be an afterthought. What are we doing? I, I don't understand. Like, this is what I'm talking about. This whole win now mentality has just poisoned people's minds into thinking that no matter what the Cardinals do, who they sign is if they don't win, it's a bust. It's the same thing with Yadier Molina. If he doesn't perform, if he doesn't hit 260, 270 with, you know, 10, 12 home runs and 50 RBIs and plays good defense, it's a bust. But nobody was complaining about Yadier Molina when he was hitting 330 with 10 home runs in, in April and May. Oh, you're right. Nobody was complaining about other plays that he's made. I think, I think, you know, he's gotten it out right now. I really do. I'm not saying that he's, I just think he's gotten it out with, I think there's a, a lingering injury behind it. And I think he's just, he's struggling to keep it going. Um, I mean, it I, is and I agree. I agree. There, his injury, his whatever his foot injury is, is definitely hindering him. But like the other day, you sent me a text message of somebody saying that Andrew Kisner would make that play over Yadier Molina, and I watched the play. And I'm not going to blame Tyler O'Neill on it either because those plays happen. They just do. And to say, sit there and say, "Oh, Andrew Kisner would have made that play." just so you can uh, to, to shit on Yachty some more makes no sense to me. What, what are you trying to get out of it? You only look, make yourself look like you're an asshole. So I, I, I mean, what do you want? That's what I'm talking about. What do people want? Do well, they want Andrew Kisner to hit 250 as well? Because I'm pretty sure that's what he's doing. Yeah, they won't yeah. say anything about that though. Well, it's just a it's, a it's a tough thing to do. I mean, it's a tough thing to swallow. It's tough to realize that Yachty's cough for so damn long. Um, and, you know, it, it it is what it is at this point. You know, it's not like if Yachty comes out and he's hitting 300 with, you know, 30 bombs, this team is any different. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, uh, I, I know that the day is coming that he's not going to be on the team and that he's going to retire. Um, if Adam Wainwright pitches next year and says it's over, I think Yadier follows suit and says, you know what, I'm going out with my brother. But guess guess what, Cardinal fans? You're going to have to deal with it for one more year. Boo-hoo. Don't watch. I don't care. I'm going to enjoy it as long as I can because they represent the, the best Cardinal baseball that I've ever seen in my entire life. So I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. And I know people can sit there and say, well, you can praise Yachty for his past, but
but still be critical of his present. And it's like the dude is 39. He's not he's not a spring chicken anymore. Either you you accept the fact that he's not going to be at his best or just don't watch. Don't complain. Just sit back. Yeah, don't go. <laughs> yeah, don't watch. Don't complain. Yeah. That'll work. That'll work. I, I bet. It's just frustrating. You know, you know me. I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say anything that anybody else hasn't said, probably. But the fact is, is that we can anybody can complain about how Yadier Molina is doing. But I don't see them complaining about anybody else but him and all the other guys that are struggling. Paul DeYoung, yes, he sucks right now. He's not doing well. He's probably not going to be the starting shortstop next year. That's probably going to happen. But the Cardinals don't have anybody else besides Edmundo Sosa. Well, Edmundo Sosa isn't lighting up the world either. <laughs> well, at, the, at this point in time, we're just riding it out. There's no, there's no reason to complain. You know, the Brewers are so far ahead. The Reds are so far ahead. You know, we're just we're just riding this one out. And at this point in time, there's no sense in complaining, just riding it out. Let's 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 do it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I went on a tangent there. You got me fired up. Oh, I know. I know. And yeah, you're right. One of these days we're gonna turn on the TV and you know, these guys that we grew up watching won't be there anymore. And it is what it is. Um and and, and age is a thing. I think Yachty is in better health than than Albert Pujols, <laughs> quite frankly, and they play two different positions. But um, I mean, the clock only can tick for so long. But, I, I'm uh, telling you, if he wasn't hurt, about 20, 20 teams would take Yadier Molina as their catcher, hands down. I'm telling you right now, I, it does not matter. I know for a fact that there would be teams out there that would want him on their team. Just so that, just because of the intangible he brings brings to that team, I, I know it, but I digress. Yeah. So, we're, let me ask you this straight up. While we're talking about it, is there any chance that you think the Cardinals can sneak in to a playoff spot at all in twenty twenty one? Well, sure, there's a chance. No, I mean, I, and, I, I mean, mathematically, of course. Mathematically, but, yeah. I mean, okay. They got to. The only thing that they have to concentrate on is themselves, right? They've got to take care of them themselves and, and win games. They can't give up ground any more than they already that they already have. Um, Milwaukee's a good team. They they smell they smell blood and they're out to go. They're out to go get it. Here's the kick, right? You've got what 13 games against the Brewers over the last two months of the season. I guess two and a half months of the season you're going to have to go out and probably win nine of those 13 if you really, truly want to make up some ground here. Um, and that's easier said than done because they've got good pitching. They've got a good lineup. Um, I'm sure you've seen uh, their shortstop, w- Willie Adamez. He is tearing it up right now. Um, so you, they've got a very potent lineup. So you have to realistically – go out there and win nine of the four of the 13 games against the Brewers. And in between there, you've got games against the Pirates. You still have games against the Reds and you've got games against the Cubs that you, that you still need to take care of business. The Cubs are a shell of themselves. There's no reason why you shouldn't be taking every single series from here on out against them. Um, The Reds are still in the hunt. You can, uh, you can say what you want about them, but they've stuck around. They've hung around. Um, and, and the fact of the matter is they've been playing better than the Cardinals. So you have to go out and win those games too. So to answer your question, is there is, do I think there's a chance that they can make it, you know, and we're going to put mathematics aside. Yeah, I do, but they've got to take care of themselves first. If they do, it's as it's the second wild card spot that they're going to fall into. They're going to be playing for the wild card game. And you know what, at that point, if it's going to be Wainwright's last year, um, I send him out there and I, and I go with my best pitcher who my best pitcher of the year. And that, and that's been Adam Winry. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's going to, it's a tall task. Uh, can they do it? I don't know. Um, especially, you know, the, the hole they've dug themselves in, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but of course I'd love to see him go on a run because 
I think Cardinal baseball is at its best um, down the stretch when when everything is clicking. And I'm afraid to say this, but if if they get hot going into you know late September, early October, uh, yeah, you know, it might it might push them all the way. I I think it's interesting. Like earlier in the year, we were we were talking how the Cardinals this year reminded us of 2011. And all of a sudden, I just keep thinking of 2006, right? They're treading water, treading water, treading water. Um, they get into the they, – they win the division with 83 wins. Um, I think what that was – it is still the lowest uh, division winner total um, in the major leagues. And, you know, during that stretch, they just found their groove. Um, and all of a sudden, when you, you go out and you beat the Padres and then the Mets – um, and then you take on the Tigers, who were the best team in the AL in 2006 and just absolutely manhandle them. Um, I can definitely see this year's Cardinals being like that. Again, they, they just have to play hot. The only difference between 2006 and now is that they were at the top on two, in 2006. So they've got, as you said, a lot of legwork to do here just to even get to that point. Um, but it can be done. They just, again, they have to take care of themselves. Um, and you gotta, you have to, you have to keep hitting the ball. Um, you know, one thing that we thought was going to happen was Arenado was going to push this offense and he has for the most part, he's, he's been our best offensive player, no doubt. Um, I, you know, I guess you can make an argument for O'Neill as well, but he's been everything that we needed him to be maybe you would like to hit him for a higher average, but everybody has to work together at this point. Um, and, and, you know, hitting can be contagious. As you said, if they get hot, um, there's no telling. Yeah. Um, I, I just think, you know, uh, the past couple of days I've had a thought in my head and I mean, this isn't to be super negative, but I, I think that the Cardinals have, have pieces. They've got great pieces, but for whatever reasons, it's just not coming together. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think the outfield is, is, is talented. Um, they've got a lot of talent. I think that, you know, there's people out there that want to rag on, uh, on a bad play. One of the things I can't stand is when the team is doing good, even one piece of negativity or, or, or misplay or anything like that, when the team's winning, it, it's just blown out of proportion. Like, let's take these wins. Let's take these things that are happening and run with them, you know? Um, there's no sense in, in being frustrated over something when it's not changing the game. Um, you know, I thought there when Tyler O'Neill missed that foul ball late in the game that, you know, that could have shifted the game mightily. But Wayno got out of it, and, you know, the rest is history. We got the W. Um, but, yeah, you know, we, we got finished out this Pittsburgh series. Then we go to Kansas City. I mean, they've got a chance to get a handful of games above 500 for the first time in a while, and I think that needs to happen for this club, especially with Flaherty coming back and Michaelis, you know, looming. Um, but I mean, the injury bug has been terrible for St. Louis this year. Um, I think it would be different if, if Jordan Hicks was still around, I think we'd probably be five, six games above. Um, but I mean, we're just rolling with it for the rest of 21. Yeah. Look, you can't, you can't understate how injuries have affected this team. I mean, it's very clear when you lose your ace, um, you know, that's easily, easily, you know, for the last, what, two months, that's easily at least three to four wins right there. Um, and you, you, you know, not saying that the Cardinals would be in first place if Jack doesn't go down, but look, you go into the season thinking to yourself, you're going to have Jack, Michaelis, KK, um, Adam Wainwright, and Carlos Martinez all healthy and firing all cylinders. That hasn't happened. The only person that you have in your rotation that has been there the entire time is, <laughs> is Adam Wainwright. Um, and, and that's at him at being, you know, turning 40 in what, 18 days. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if that's, if that's the, the season that you're looking at, anybody from the outside in, uh, looking in would say there's no way that team makes the postseason. There's just no way. Um, and so, I, you know, the chances are not very high, but you know, it is a boost. Um, you, again, you go out and you hope Flaherty 
takes care of business, but doesn't hurt himself. That's most, that is pretty much the only thing that I really want out of the season. I would rather Jack Flaherty finish the season healthy than uh, make it to the playoffs, but he goes down injured again with a, a, an o, oblique injury. Yeah, I think I think he's going to get strict orders. I think he's going to get strict orders to not swing and or just bunt. I don't think they're going to let him even take a cut the rest of the year, and I don't blame him. You know, we just got to get him. I mean, he's already hit his homer. That's all. That's all I wanted for Jack's career is one home run. He's already done that. So let's just get the rest of it out of the way, and um, you know, limp through to get the DH. Um, But um, let's jump ahead. Let's jump ahead to twenty twenty two. DH is in play. Who are you going after, or who are you calling up to be the DH? I think if you're if you're the Cardinals, there you have a, several options to do the DH. You know, I tweeted out not that long ago that you know once Yadier Molina passed him, passed this player up in, in the Cardinal hits, all time hits. I, I cannot for the life of me think of a better situation just to have nostalgia for one final year, um, assuming that that's the case, um, then Albert Pujols being in St. Louis one more time and, and retiring with Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright by his side. Um, the ovation, the, the uh, crowd just to go see those games at home in St. Louis uh, would be, would be awesome. Uh, so if you're going for the nostalgia trip, I think there's, uh, there's definitely the case, you know, you make the case for that. Um, and you know what pools is going to be closing in on, uh, what 600 or 700 home runs here. Um, so there's, there's obviously, uh, an opportunity to see that happen in, in Bush stadium in a Cardinal uniform. Um, so there's a lot of nostalgia. There's a lot of, uh, um, milestone factor there. Um, if you're being realistic, I, I think the Cardinals need a power left-handed bat. The problem is I don't know who that is. Um, I, I truly don't know. Um, there are, there, I'm sure there are options. I I'm not as versed in the free agents that will be out there. Um, but maybe they even make a trade, uh, for, for a person that can, that can hit, uh, from the left side of the plate and, and be a DH for power. But that's what I would target. And your next best option is if that left-handed bat isn't there, um, find a right-handed bat. Um, if you're looking internally, I, I think you can make the case that um, you're seeing some some pretty raw power um, in, in the minor leagues. I think most people would like to see Nolan Gorman on the team next year um, if the DH is there. Um, I think I'd be one of those those people. Um, I'd like to see how he finishes out this year. And you never know, maybe he gets a little September call up to the big league squad um, and plays in some games and, and shows what he can do. Yeah, I think um, – sorry, I'm going to cut you off. I think for September call-ups, while it's fresh in my mind, I think we're going to see guys – I think you're going to see Gorman. I think you're going to see Kramer Robertson called up um, who plays, you know, middle infield. Um, probably Evan Mendoza too. I'm not sure. I, I haven't looked to see when the MILB schedule ends, but um, I think those are a few candidates. I think you'll probably see uh, – um, Hopefully an arm or two. I mean, obviously you'll need an arm. I I, I just don't, I I don't, I don't know. Um, It's going to be a weird deal um, with the call-ups because obviously you got to look at the 40 man as well before you start calling these people up. So like I said, these are some names I'd like to see. I don't know if they're on the 40 or not. Um, Yeah. And I'm not sure either. I think if there's anybody that, I truly want to see right off the bat. It's definitely uh, Nolan Gorman. I think that's uh, where I would be on that one. Well, so so if I'm going outside the if I'm going, I, I feel, here's what I feel. I feel like if you go out in spring training, you don't have a DH yet. I don't think any anybody right now that you have is 
you obviously don't have a bench bat that is good enough to be a DH in my eyes, especially full time. So with that being said, um, we're going to have to we're going to have to go outside to get it. But if we stay within, I think you've got Gorman. That would be a good spot candidate because you know he could give he can give your 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 third base um, Arenado a day off. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not necessarily sold that he may not, you know, take over second base next year. I don't, it's probably a long shot at this point in time, but, um, you know, they need a lefty bat. They really need a lefty bat. And, you know, him, um, I, I think Luke and Baker is a prime candidate for a DH, but again, he's in double a, um, you know, a fan of the show, Nick Plummer, um, you know, he's swatting the ball. He's, he doesn't have the power numbers necessarily, but I mean, the kid, I spoke to him early on um, and he's still hitting above 300 and he does not get enough praise for that. I mean, the guy was hitting low two hundreds for his minor league career and now he's hitting over 300. Um, but I, I think we're probably gonna have to go outside. We're going to have to replace the bench. Some pieces. I want to see Tommy Edmund move to that role to a bench role, um, super utility. Um, I also would like to uh, – we need some veteran bats on the bench and not a Matt Carpenter that only does one thing and one thing only. Um, but, I mean, if you're getting a DH full-time in the NL, I think you're going to have to get – I don't know. It's, 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 just a, it's just a joke to start naming names at this point in time. But the Cardinals have a lot of money to spend. At the same time, I think you have a lot of holes to fill. Do you think that the Cardinals, though, given that Martinez is probably done as a pitcher for the Cardinals, they're, you know, assuming, let's assume that you bringing back Jack Flaherty um, and Adam Wainwright, and if Miles Michaelis is healthy, I think this, that would be his final year in his extension, right? I don't. I, I don't think they bring him back next year. He's off the books. Oh, he's off the books this next year. Yeah, the only people okay. that are, are due to be pay are Arnado, Goldschmidt, Carlos Martinez, Paul DeYoung, and one other person. I think. I think strongly that they go out and. I think they try to sign uh, Flaherty this offseason. I, I think they try to offer him so he doesn't have to deal with it anymore. Sure. Uh, um, that would make a lot of sense. I think the Cardinals have a lot of holes that they're going to have to fill this offseason. They're going to have to go methodically about it. Is that through the trade market? Is that through you know free agency? I think most people would assume that you know, they're probably going to be in the market for a, a starting pitcher, maybe two starting pitchers. Um, most people would also assume that they're probably going to be in the market for Trevor Story as well. Um, so even if the DH is there, you know, that's why I think it's going to come internally because I think they're going to spend the money on bigger additions to their team in terms of pitching and shoring up the middle infield uh, before they truly say, you know what, I need to look outside for a DH should it come. I think again, and, and I'll, and I'll stick to that. And I, I would say that that's why Nolan Gorman probably makes the most sense. He doesn't necessarily have the build of the DH as we have seen before. Um, you know, I've been very impressed with the player that you said, uh, Baker, he, he looks every bit of, uh, of the power hitter you need him to be. Um, so, you know, there's definitely opportunity, but I would say that because of the needs in other places, it'll be an internal candidate first than it would be an outside candidate. Yeah. I mean, well, I, I, you know, everybody's getting older, obviously, especially from the corners. So, you know, it's a good opportunity to bring up a guy like uh, Nolan Gorman to DH to, play second, third base, wherever he's needed. Um, and, and the cool thing about Gorman is, you know, he started off slow in Springfield, but then you couldn't stop him. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, and, and, and rightfully so when he got moved up to AAA, you know, he did this almost the exact same thing, started out pretty slow, 
uh, couldn't get the back going. And then all of a sudden he took off again. Um, and you, you kind of like to see that. And, you know, the big thing here is can he sustain that momentum? Can he continue to build off those performances and, and make himself the, the hitter that we, we want him to be, but that he thinks he can be as well? Yeah. Um, I mean, I agree. I, I agree on that. And I think, yeah, I agree, though. I think they'll probably go internally with a, a DH when the time does come. Because, um, like you said, there's a lot of holes to fill. And I don't think, you know, I think he's – I know they gave Bader a lot of opportunities. Um, but I think it's time to um, – I, I honest to God, I, I feel like you are going to see here, – here's my outlook on the off season. Um, I think if, if Yachty or Molina comes back for another year, I think it's a year-by-year basis right now in my eyes because of his age. Um, if he comes back for one more year, I think you have to you have to move Kisner at that point in time. Get you, get you an okay backup catcher, but you're going to have to move Andrew Kisner. Um, I, I, I think that – I think uh, Avon Herrera is closer than people think. Um, you know, I've watched, I've watched him, him play multiple games this season. Um, you know, he hits as a catcher should hit. Um, but overall, you know, he, he's, he's ready for that stage. Um, you know, I haven't seen many miscues, you know, granted, you know, a handful of games in person, but you know, I think he's, I think he's as ready as, as anybody at this point in time. And if you get Yachty back on another one-year deal, you bring up, uh, Herrera goes to AAA next year, gets, you know, half three quarters of a season under his belt. And, um, you know, Yachty goes out, Herrera comes in in 2023 as the full-time catcher. Um, but yeah, you're, you're, you're going to have to move some pieces. Um, but I think, like I said, I think Kisner's going to be gone. If uh, Yachty comes back, I think you need to move DeYoung too. Um, but a lot of that money is going to, go to these holes that they need to fill. Um, they need people that are going to bridge gaps. I, I, I don't think Paul DeYoung's role batting, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth, um, and he's just hit or miss is, is smart for the club. And I'm not blaming it all on him, but I think that's some of the issue that the Cardinals have um, is that they can't get it going. And, and you know, the, the home run or no home run type of hitter, like a Joey Gallo, is fine but not when he's hitting sixth, seventh, eighth. It, it just doesn't play like that. And it's, it's a struggle for this club. You, you need somebody that can produce. Um, that's, that's just the, that's just how it is. I mean, it is a results oriented uh, game and that matters. And right now, Paul DeYoung isn't giving you the results you need. And um, he's, you know, he's, I would keep him as a, very capable bench bat. Um, but I would not be surprised. Let's say that Kisner's on the move. I would not be surprised if Paul DeYoung is in that same trade. Would not be surprised at all. With Kisner? Yeah. I, I, I think they would be moved together. Oh, I agree. I think that's your, your best potential. I mean, you get a, you get a great up and coming catcher. Um, that can do the deed and you got Paul DeYoung who I think at this point just needs a change of scenery. Yeah, I, I agree. It, it'd be, it'd be, would have been very interesting to see if uh, Paul DeYoung would have been in the trade. If there was one for Trevor story to send him out to Colorado um, just to see what that would have been, you know um, you know, there's also the, the, there isn't a thought in my head that if the Cardinals are really going to throw some money out there for um, a starting shortstop next year, potentially, um, I would take a really, really, really hard look at Carlos Graham. I really would. I a know lot of people that are, a lot of people are saying story or um, story or Seager because um, Seager. Um, yeah, he's I mean, a left-handed bat. Yeah. He's a good defender. I, I agree with that. I, I don't think there is any reason not to, to go after him either if you can. Um, I, I just thrown out the name Carlos Correa. I'm not, you know, uh, again, unapologetic in him being Puerto Rican. I would love to see him on the team, but he's a good he's a good hitter and he can play he can play shortstop very well. Um, 
and he would and he profiles as a very good five four five six hitter um and that's you know exactly where the cardinals would probably put him right in front of yadier molina and you know he may even slide up to uh, a number two if you're going to continue to use dylan carlson as the leadoff yeah well i think i think honestly you could i think if you were to sign a correa or a seager you got to plug them second I think this this Goldschmidt second Arnado third is just yeah I don't honest, like it it's too odd for me and it doesn't play well, um, so I think you know even even Corey or sorry, Carlos Correa fourth um I, I mean we're jumping way ahead obviously but I, I just think there's a lot of holes that need to be filled to make this lineup you know run like a locomotive and and the pitching hasn't helped by any means but at the same time I mean we're just waiting yeah. it out in 2021. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, Tito, you got you got anything else for me tonight, or? Um, I guess you know we can talk about. I know you know we had talked about um, some of the soccer stuff that's been happening in, in St. Louis. Um, I you know every time I drive through St. Louis, I, I look at the stadium that they're building out there and it's just inching closer and it, and it's got me uh, super excited, you know, 2023. Yes. That's still two years away. Um, but it's going to get here faster than we think. And by the time we know it, um, you know, there's going to be some major league soccer in St. Louis. And uh, I, I can't tell you how excited I am uh, for that opening day. I'm actually hoping that you're going to join me for that so you can experience. If I um, join you for opening day at St. Louis city, I'm telling you, I will wear whatever I want. Only pants, only pants. <laughs> only pants. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think you would actually enjoy yourself more than you think. I don't, I, we've discussed this. I don't mind soccer. Um, it's just, <sighs> <laughs> you do <laughs> i don't mind soccer it's just pause it's just pause, that pause, pause, pause no look i i get it it's you know it's it's not it's not a flashy sport in terms of you're gonna see high scoring um everything that we're used to and wanting like hockey um but there's something about the game that is is almost perfect it, it is, you have to have skill and it's a true team sport. Um, there's only one person that I could tell you right now in the world that dominates everything that he, that, that he literally walks on this earth. And that's Leo Messi. Ronaldo is right there too, I guess. Um, but you know, the, those players, those kinds of players, they don't, they're, they're once in a generation. Um, so we may not see ever see, you know, anything like that ever again. But there's something about the game of soccer when when a team connects well and passes it well and it leads to just an absolute beauty of a goal. Uh, you'll never you'll never want anything else. I know that. So you know, with the uh, well, English I Premier think, League starting here soon, um, I'm just really excited. I mean, soccer crowds are lit. I mean, <laughs> soccer <laughs> crowds are lit. And I think go go the watch thing. the video of Messi being introduced to the Paris fans. Well, with uh, St. Louis never really, you know, having something of this magnitude, you know, I think it's going to go over pretty well, and I think it'll be well-received. And they're, they built it down there by Union Station, didn't they? Yeah, it's not that far. Yeah, it's not that far. I mean, it's... Can you well, imagine... Hear me out. Could you imagine a day oh, I, and, you know, we'll say, we'll say, you know, May, um, April, anytime, anytime, you know, baseball season. I don't know when hockey is. But can you imagine a day where you start at, you know, down there watching soccer, you stop in, watch some hockey, then head to Bush? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, a, you know, I've done the it, walk it, before. Yeah, it, it's not that far. I mean, you're probably talking, you know, a couple miles, really, three, probably. But, you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, there was a I remember there was a day where I was at a Cardinal game and we, you know, we immediately went over to ballpark village to watch the the blues playoff game. Um, and it was just, it was insane crowd because everybody was hyped um, because it was two St. Louis teams and they were even in town that day. So anybody who wasn't at the blues game was at the Card Cardinals game. And now throw in this mix where, you know, could you imagine um, a soccer game starting at like 12 
um, a Blues game starting at two and then finishing it off with a Cardinals playoff game in October at seven o'clock. I mean, that's a heck of a party if you're asking me. Oh, absolutely. And I would I'd do it. I would absolutely do it. I would I if I had the opportunity, I would go to all three games. I would do it. And can you sobriety needs some air, some breathing air at that point in time. That's fine. I'll let it happen. Good grief. I'll, I'll, I'll so when that. is that supposed to be done? Just let uh, our 15 listeners know. <laughs> hey, give them credit. Um, that stadium is supposed to be ready for 2023. That's when the first season starts. So it was 23. Long- yeah, I said that. I'm done. I'm done. Nope. I'm done. If they can't build it, if they can't build it faster, I might not even be around anymore. That's fine. That's fine. Hello, this is Tito. I am depressed. I am doing this show by myself. I'm not depressed. I'll have soccer to talk about. I already said, I already have a friend who said she would absolutely podcast with me about the 2022 World Cup that's coming next. You have friends outside of me? Uh, Yeah, that's, uh, that's. That's typically what I do. Oh, well, I wasn't not talk to you. Wasn't aware. No, when you text me, it's more of a gosh, I have to respond or else he's going to get butt hurt about it. Who? You. Oh, yeah, we need to discuss things. I don't want to be butt hurt. Yeah, off off air. Well, Tito, that's all. I got. That's all I got, though. I mean, I. That's good. That's good. Well, yeah. hey, listen, we got you know finish up the series. We got Kansas City this weekend. Um, until we talk again, let's let's pray we see some 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 wins. Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing like that, the only thing they need to do is continue to push forward. Um, you can't go backwards at this point. And if they do, then, you know, you might as well just write it off and just say, ah, we'll play 500 baseball. It is what it is. Absolutely. Well, fans, um, you can check out the Turn Into podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and I. I think that's the only place that I put it. So until next time, me and Tito will chat with you guys later. Go Cardinals.